Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome into another episode of the Football Betting Show brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Scott Seidenberg, joined as always by legendary handicapper Brandon Lang, and it's an exciting weekend, especially in college football. A reminder, subscribe, rate, and review the Football Betting Show wherever you get your podcasts from to make sure that each and every new episode is downloaded directly to your mobile device. We are brought to you by betonline.ag. The wait is over, football is back, and you might not be at the games this year, but you could still be in on the action at BetOnline. You know, Brandon and I have a lot of action on the football games each and every weekend, and there's no better place to bet than betonline.ag. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online, and there's always the online casino as well because it never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. How we feeling, B-Lang? You know, the NFL, a lot of uncertainty with the COVID this and COVID that, college football in, in full swing. What's the Langster feeling like this week? Angry. I need therapy. That's I need to talk I to need me. To, talk to me. I'm on. You're on. Need, I'm on the couch with you right now. You know, I need a therapist because my wife. I've been doing this 30 years, and if I'm on the wrong side of a game, like I was with the Bears and Colts on Sunday, and let me preface this by saying, you know, I'm still having a, I'm still having a rock solid year. I'm 13 and six in football overall. Granted, I'm, I'm a perfect six and zero oh in college football. Brandling.com seven and six in the NFL, although. That is a blink of an eye away from being 10 and 3. I mean, beyond anything on the face of the planet Earth. And to lose New England Monday night with the absolute stupidity of Brian Hoyer, a veteran quarterback, to make that mistake inside the 10-yard line at the end of the first half and in the third quarter um, just blows me away. And then he sits on the bench, like, just staring straight ahead, like, knowing the whole world looks at him and says, you bald-headed fuck, you're absolutely the worst quarterback we've ever seen. Retire. He, he should be working at the car wash in Compton where your car pulls out and he's drying it with a towel. Hopefully you tip him two bucks. I mean, that, that, that's how bad he was. So you lose that. And then last night the officials with the call on the, the false start, uh, the Bucks are up 13 nothing. third and 12. They're going to get the ball back with four minutes to go. It's probably going to be 16 nothing at the half. Clear false start. That's going to make it third and 17 from their own 31. There's no way the Bears are picking that up. It's going to force a punt, and, and Brady probably goes down and kicks a field goal. And they rule a neutral zone infraction when the whole world saw that it was a false start. And that, of course, ignites the drive. The Bears score because they pick up the third and seven, and then they get a turnover and score again. In a game that should have been 13 nothing at the half, you're losing 14-13. I turned could, it off. Or it could I have been 20 to nothing at the half. Or it could have been 20 nothing at the half. And you just, at that point, you just realize, wow. Wow, and that's why you enjoy the winning streak that 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 I'm on in college football at six and zero, and you enjoy the wins when you get them because penalties, turnovers, coaching stupidity, player stupidity—it's it, all right there. When I say penalties, that means the officials. Mm-hmm. Uh, the officials steal games for you in a minute. So it's just it's frustration that you just this shit happens, and you just especially the, the Brian Hoyer thing because the Bears probably the home dog were probably the play. 
yeah. last night. I'm honest. No, I, I'm honest enough to admit it. That getting three and a half was probably the play. But the Patriots plus ten and a half to lose that game and probably a game they should have won outright. I cannot stand losing games because of turnovers and player stupidity. I just, I, my wife will tell you that'll linger. That'll linger for days. Yeah. I mean, if there's anybody out there listening to this podcast, if you see Brian Hoyer in public, punch him in the face as hard as you can. <laughs> Get my number on the website. Email my customer service at brandonlang.com. Email my customer service and say, hey, Lang, I'm in jail. I'm the guy that punched Hoyer in the face. I will bail you out of jail. I'll get you the greatest lawyer on the planet Earth. And after we beat the case, I will fly you to Vegas. I'll put you in a 19,000-foot, square-foot villa on top of the Las Vegas Hilton. All the fucking blow, ecstasy, and hookers that you want for a weekend. All you got to do is punch Brian Hoyer in the face as hard as you can. I'll promise you won't do any jail time. I'll spend 10 grand and get the best lawyer in New York, and you'll be fine. So that's the offer on the table. Where's, so that, that, where, let's go. where's that guy that punched Rick Moranis, huh? <laughs> that's the guy I'm looking for. So if you know if anybody out there know who he is, yeah. let me know. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Let's go into college football. You mentioned six and zero at brandonlang.com. I'm publicly fourteen nine and one. I sent you my card last weekend, and I got no response from you. I even took your Nick Saban line that you gave me here on this podcast and wrote that up in my Saturday card and got no response from you. I went three and one on the card with my only loss being backing Mississippi State like a moron because I was sucked into Mike Leach and not. Not only that, Arkansas has the worst crop of talent in the SEC, and yet Mike Leach did not know what to do when they dropped back eight into coverage on every single play. They rushed three, and they dropped back eight. Absolutely no adjustments from Mike Leach. They should have kicked the shit out of Arkansas when you look at the talent compared on both on, on both teams. But nope, they lose. It's fine. I go three and one. I go three and one in my four team Saturday card. I'm happy about that. We move on to this Saturday. Lots of intriguing matchups in the top 25. Yeah, lots of great matchups. Really is. I'm looking forward to a big dang college football. I'm I'm a little pissed that SMU was my best bet last Saturday, and uh, I got the strip fumble, and that worked out real well. But I am a little pissed off that I didn't have the cojones to use Tulsa plus the points. Wow. 21-point underdog wins outright. We talked about it on the show. Mm -hmm. I gave it out on on the show. I said, don't be surprised. The team plays them tough. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, I think it's a good card this week. Let's start with the Red River rivalry. Uh, Red River shootout, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Texas against Oklahoma at the Cotton Bowl. The Sooners are two-and-a-half-point favorite. We love Tom Herman as an underdog, Brandon, but I find it hard to believe, and I don't know if my brain can comprehend this, that Oklahoma is going to lose three straight games and start the season 0-3 in Big 12 play. You look at how bad Oklahoma's defense has been this year, now look at Texas because their defense has been worse. I am so torn on this game because my mind tells me that Oklahoma's going to win this game, but my heart tells me Tom Herman as an underdog. 16 and 4 is a dog. More importantly, Texas has covered six straight in the series, three straight with Tom Herman. Yes, they got a backdoor with like 28 seconds to go last year. It was my best bet. Um, delivered the win for me. Um, but all things considered, I, you just can't go against Texas here. 
you can say whatever you want about kids and you can say whatever you want about we're going to play for a national championship, but there's no way they can get back into the national championship picture. And I said last week when I liked Iowa State in the game and you liked Oklahoma in the game, I said to you, you don't blow a 21-point lead as a 28-point home favorite and lose the game outright and rally your troops. You just don't. And I know it's a rivalry game, but I trust that Texas has better in a near pick game like this, it's going to come down to quarterback play. And Edinger is that much better right now. And in a shootout, you got to go with the veteran quarterback. And I like Texas. In the game. Yeah, you're probably right. That is probably the right side of the game. Uh, I think Tom Herman is 11 and one against the spread against teams with losing records. Or something like that. It's there's, incredible. There's some crazy stuff like that. So maybe we, we can't we yep. can't go against Tom Herman there. All right, what about this Florida A&M matchup? You know I love the Gators. Uh, A&M, uh, the home dog, is a trendy pick in college football. I get that. And Jimbo Fisher is a good head coach. But they got the doors blown off them by Alabama. They barely defeated Vanderbilt. I just don't think this is a good team this year. Meanwhile, Florida is a national championship contender. Kyle Trask is a Heisman favorite, and the Gator offense will score whenever they want. So I can either go Florida here laying the six and a half, but I'll tell you where the play is in this game, Brandon. Over 58. I think Florida easily gets into the 30s, if not the 40s, and A&M has enough talent on offense to put up two or three touchdowns. I think the over is the play here. Yeah, I like this Dan Mullen as a as a visitor in, in the SEC since he took over at Florida, 6-2 and two against the spread on the road. Um, Jimbo made the boosters happy when he first got to Texas A&M. They were, they, he, he covered 13 of his first 16 out of the box. Boosters were happy. Cocktail party, Jimbo, you're making us money. You the man. Well, now there's only like three people at cocktail party because they're now four and eight their last 12 on the Vegas board against the spread. So the numbers certainly say Florida. I think Florida's the play here. What about North Carolina, Vatek? Good ACC matchup. I'm going to go with Virginia Tech here. I like the Hokies. Fuentes, my man. But this team has made me some pretty good money with, with my man Fuentes and He's 4-0 against the spread as a dog with the Hokies last year. And the Tar Heels have lost the last four straight up in this series, including the 6-0-T game last year. Uh, North Carolina escaped Boston College last week, another game we talked about here on the podcast with, with BC plus the points. But I think Virginia Tech goes here and hangs around. I'm going to take Virginia Tech plus the points. Can we talk about that BC team? Because that might be my favorite underdog play of the week here. BC at home yeah. getting six and a half against Pitt. And what we've seen from BC is a pesky team this year. I backed them against Texas State. They didn't cover, but they won. I backed them against Duke. They covered. Uh, we should have backed them against North Carolina. Like you said, they covered. Uh, do they cover again here at home against Pitt? Yeah, I, I like this team. Um, they got a, a, a very fundamentally sound, good defense. So that was a really good North Carolina offense that they, that they held down. I have to question where Pitt is mentally. Um, BC's Tuna was a dog for Halfley, 16-5-1 uh, as a dog since 2017. Um, I think BC is an 
undervalued dog, and I will ride them again this week. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, One other spot that I was looking at, actually two spots that I was looking at. Tennessee getting points against Georgia. Um, This is a sandwich game for Georgia. Big game last week against Auburn. And then they look ahead, and they have an important matchup against Alabama next week. Uh, even if they lose to Alabama, they're still in it because they could beat Florida, win the win the SEC East, and have a rematch against Alabama in the SEC title game. But that's a big game on the road in Tuscaloosa next week. So they can't overlook Tennessee here. And Tennessee has looked very impressive through the first two weeks of the season. I just can't get off this volunteer team getting this many points. It's over 10. It was two touchdowns, and it went down. I think I might take Tennessee here and see if I can get to that magic number of 13. Yeah, I like I like the Vols here. I like what Jeremy Pruitt has has done. Um, he's got this team playing really well. They're on eight game winning streak going back to last year, and over the last 10 games, they're eight and two against the number. Um, Jeremy Pruitt has covered five straight as an underdog. And Georgia's still just one and five. Their last six is Athens Chalk, uh, which includes the win over Auburn last week. So I will grab Tennessee plus double digits all day long. All right. Uh, one final play for me. Um, Arkansas coming off the high of the upset victory over Miss, uh, Mississippi State last week. Now they're on the road to face an Auburn team that uh, lost to Georgia and is looking to rebound. Um, the talent disparity is just way too much it's even more than it was with the auburn mississippi state matchup i think auburn gets back on track and puts a hurting on his arkansas team yeah this could be the saturday destruction of epic proportions malzahn's won and covered the last four in this series with all of those wins being by 31 or more points. You're right. This is like, I'll I'll use the term again. This is like you went to Vegas, you partied with this ungodly looking porn star. She just, you met her, she wanted to party. You partied with her all weekend. You fucked her, you blew unbelievable loads, and then you had to go home to your girlfriend. Uh, uh, How do you do that? You you just spent the weekend with the porn star. Mm-hmm. Arkansas just got their first SEC win in 80 years. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I mean, since 2017. They, they, yep. They, 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 they partied. They, they had the weekend with the porn star. Now they get on the plane. And if you ever been to Vegas and you get on that plane, flying back to wherever you are, the plane ride out there. Yeah, baby, Vegas, baby. Yeah, baby. The plane yeah. ride home is plane not a peep. Back. Yeah, not a, not a peep. And that's going to be Arkansas getting on that plane going to Auburn. They're like, wow. I'm even going to throw – I'll throw in a little more here. Former Arkansas coach Chad Morris is now the offensive coordinator at Auburn. He has been on record saying that this game is personal for him because of how things ended at Arkansas, even though that they sucked. Auburn is going to want – he is going to run up the score on this Arkansas team. They will not rest wow. when they're up two touchdowns. I think you're right. That's a great call. The Scott, the Scott double-digit revenge destruction porn star game of the month. Auburn minus the points. Let's go to the NFL, B-Lang. Uh, we don't know what's happening with the Jets-Cardinals game. It could get moved. Uh, I, I don't even want to talk about all the COVID shit 
But a um, couple of games that that are that are intriguing as far as the number goes. Uh, I think the Cowboys-Giants game is going to be a shootout. Why? Because every game that the Cowboys play is a shootout. Look at these totals here. 49-38, 38-31, 40-39. You realize the Cowboys, Brandon, are a stupid Atlanta Falcons onside kick play away from being 0-4? And the Giants, yeah. they are 0-4. The Giants stink. They let Nick Mullins put up 36 points against them. The Cowboys are going to go over the posted total. Yeah, you're definitely you're definitely on the right side there. I again, as I said before, conflicting conflicting numbers. The the, the Cowboys have covered six straight in the series, but yet the Giants are 12 and three as a road dog. Good cover at Rams. Good cover at Bears. Um, I certainly think they can hang around here because Dallas has no defense. But I I do like keep riding Dallas totals till they show you they can put a defense together. What about the Vikings and the Seahawks on Sunday Night Football? Why does something tell me that the Vikings are going to cover this game? Because you're right. Oh, a, okay. This is this is this is a Vikings team that showed me something last week against uh, Houston. Um, you know, they faced Green Bay, they faced the Colts. Um, they played a very tough schedule. Um, Zimmer's starting to get that team to to turn the corner. Uh, Cooks running the ball really really well, which I think they'll be able to run the ball against Seattle control the clock a little bit. Seattle's defense is struggling. Um, they're literally one play away from losing to the Saints. They're one play away from kicking a field goal and not covering against Dallas. They're a Fitzpatrick interception from not covering against Miami. I mean, granted, they're 4-0, but they could have probably lost two of those. Um, I like the fight of Minnesota right now. Um, I do like Minnesota plus the points agreement there. All right. Here's I'm gonna do a little I'm gonna do a little math here, okay? The Browns and the Colts line is even. Games in Cleveland, which means if it was in a neutral field, the Colts would be favored by three, and if it was in Indianapolis, the Colts would be a six-point favorite. That is some bad math because the Browns do not deserve to be that big of an underdog to the Colts. Give me the fate of Philip Rivers on the road, and give me the Browns to win this game easily. I agree. I wouldn't go easily. But I, I don't think the Colts are as good as, as their record indicates. This is still a team that imploded at Jacksonville. When I said on this podcast that you were on the wrong side of the game there and Minshew tore him up in the second half, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll say it again. Phillip Rivers may play a good game every now and then on the road, but I still don't trust him. And I like what I saw last week from Baker Mayfield and this Cleveland offense. When you start running the ball, for 307 yards again. Now, granted, it was against Dallas. But now let's see how good this number one run defense of the Colts is when they actually face somebody. Because in a nutshell, they haven't faced anybody all year. Vikings and Cook, yeah, I can get that. But other than that, they've had a pretty easy schedule. I, I do like Cleveland at home. Sean McVay on the East Coast. We backing him once again? I tell you what, um, I don't like teams that make quarterback changes like this. And... Kyle Allen was 0-6 straight up and against the spread his last six games as starting quarterback for Carolina, and I don't think he's the answer. Alex Smith will be your quarterback within the next four weeks. I will, I will back the Rams here, minus the points, to get it done. What other NFL games are you circling? I only have one other game I like, one other game that kind of, you know, jumps off the, the B-Lang page, and that's uh, – that's Philadelphia plus the points over Pittsburgh. I just 
I just keep saying this, that, that Philadelphia is a great big dog. And I'm pissed I didn't use them as my best bet. Plus eight over Frisco. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They won the game outright. I'm pissed I didn't. Um, it's funny. Carson Wentz as a big dog is a good value play. He's horrible as a favorite, but he's a good value play. And I, I, I really don't think. Isn't that amazing? And, and this, this goes back to the Denver game when Jeff Driscoll tore him up in the second half and, and, and covered the number against Pittsburgh. Um, I, I just think that, that Philadelphia matches up well with Pittsburgh. And I'm going to take the Eagles plus the points. This is amazing. As a favorite, you can't bet on them. But as a dog, you always want to play them. It's, it's insane. Yep, it's unbelievable. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I may be late to the dance. I didn't get on them at, at San Francisco. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back with them here. The, the crazy thing about it. All right, be like at one, two, at one, two, and one. Uh huh. Eagles are leading their division. <laughs> yes, they are. That is unbelievable. So you're giving me the best team in that division in the NFC East, plus more than a touchdown on the road. I'm on them, baby. <laughs> All right, we'll head to BrandonLang.com for more, and we'll talk to you next week, like we always do here on the Football Betting Show. All right, buddy. See you. <laughs> Later. And there you have it. For Brandon Lang, I'm Scott Seidenberg, reminding you once again to subscribe, rate, and review the Football Betting Show wherever you get your podcasts from. And you can always follow me on Twitter at Scott's on Air and head to BrandonLang.com for more information on B Lang. Good luck this weekend, and we'll talk to you again next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.